Hey everyone, welcome to the 143 podcast with John and Emily Alexander, where we talk about things that we love, like God, people, including each other, sports, food, and everything in between. And today we're talking about something we love deeply together, and that is church. I noticed something when you do these intros. Oh no. I think your voice cracks every time you say today. Oh, we should go back and listen. Okay. Like I'm going to listen to the last several, but thank you for that (laughs) feedback. Thank you. Okay. What are we talking about? Church. Church. All right. That's a hot button word. We know church, but we love it. We work Mm -hmm. for a church. We love church. We believe church is God's primary means to change the world. Whoa. Big statement there. But it is. It's true. That's why we're, we love it so much. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to why we think that, but Mm -hmm. first, Let's be honest about this. Not everyone loves the church and maybe Amen. even less so today than ever. That's right. That's true. And the church at times deserves that negative perception. I think it's pretty popular right now. And uh, I mentioned it in one of our last episodes, actually, but we just got done watching that Hillsong documentary. And it's, I mean, it's hard to watch. We don't and won't ever be people who heap criticism on churches because we love We love, we love, we love what we do. But the point is, some of the criticism is justified, right? Yeah. Why do you think people don't love the church? Like, what would you list? Hypocritical, judgmental. Like I was being just when when your voice cracks towards today. (laughs) Totally. Got to work on that. Judgmental, stale, you know, boring. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've been to plenty of boring church services. Also irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's a word I think people would use right now. Yeah. To name a few, what about you? Well, I think for me, one of the biggest that comes to mind recently um, is the lack of moral integrity. You know, we're all mm-hmm. sinners who are saved by God's immense grace. Mm-hmm. That Worth is the, the foundation mm-hmm. of the gospel. But the levels of deep, immoral integrity, lack thereof integrity that mm-hmm. emerge sometimes from the church are really hard for me. It's hard yeah. for me to understand and I question at times why I continue to fight for the church when mm-hmm. there continues to be these major black eyes that come out time and time again, whether it's through documentaries or through reports of Mm -hmm. sexual abuse cover up or just things like what in the world is, is happening. But another reason I think is this fairy tale feeling about, about church and Christianity. It can feel very out there, otherworldly, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which Christianity is at times, let's be honest, but if it has no bearing on our Mondays, and Fridays and the days in between, then people just generally like, well, they don't care. Yeah, that's true. Sort of the, why would I go to church when my boss, George, who claims to love his church and be a Christian, acts like that towards his employees? Have you ever had a boss named George? No, but I love that name. You do? I do. If we had another kid, I would name it George. We're not having another kid. Well, (laughs) let's talk about that after the podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, that that is exactly true. I think that's yeah. that's one of the reasons why people have a hard time with church is that mm-hmm. if they see so and so who claims to be this George. outspoken George, mm-hmm. outspoken Christian, goes to church every week, they're always yeah. talking about, always posting yeah. about it, and yeah. then they're a total jerk. Yeah. Monday through Friday, they're like, "Why would I want yeah. to What's be a part point? of that?" Yeah, it's true. Well, let's not stay here because it is the one four three podcast after all. So, what we're really here to talk about, Johnny, is why we love the church. You said it earlier. You believe the church is God's primary means to change the world. Tell us what do you mean by that? Well, it's the church really is God's primary means of changing Mm -hmm. the world because the church is the primary means in which the message, humanity, and divinity of Jesus is shared Mm -hmm. with the world. Mm -hmm. Full stop. 
Jesus fully human, yep. perfect human, and he's fully God. So yeah. everything about Jesus is everything the church should be about. Mm. So that's why the church mm -hmm. is a primary means of changing the world because Jesus is the primary means of changing okay. the world. Now I always caveat this and say when the church is operating at its best, because mm -hmm. again, we've already admitted this a lot yeah. of times mm -hmm. churches are not operating at their best. I don't mean perfect. I don't expect perfect churches. Churches are never places of perfection and we should never expect them to be. Sure. But this old guy, Augustine theologian once said the church is just say a, it. a really, no, a really bad person, but oh. she is my mom. It's a really but it, but the point of this, yeah, yeah, yeah. that quote is that the church is going to be really disappointing, but man, she's still my mom mm. and she's still someone I love deeply, but, yeah. but some churches are just, again, truly not operating at their best. And that's yeah, disappointing. And I think what I find is that when a church is not operating at its best, that behavior is often justified with phrases like, well, you know, God's going to do what God's going to do. We just have to be faithful and just show up. Or this is a, a big one. This is how we've always done it, mm -hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. And though, though that's actually theologically true, that God will do what he's going to do, he still left us with an important mission to reach people. He wants to use us. So I really believe that churches can and should seek to be more effective at what? At being the primary means of delivering the message that you talked about, humanity and divinity of Jesus to the world. And sometimes that means changing what we've always done, which I want to acknowledge is actually really hard sometimes. Yeah, it is. And I don't know if I've ever shared this, but my favorite book of the Bible is the book of Acts. Yeah. I would encourage anyone to read mm -hmm. it if they're struggling yep. with the church yeah, and good. why the church matters. Um, but it's the story primarily of the early church. And every time I read through Acts, my heart just beats faster. I mean, I love it. Mm -hmm. They were seeking mm -hmm. these early followers to be more effective mm -hmm. and at the mission of, of spreading this message of Jesus. But they were doing so while leaning into and on the power of Jesus and his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. There are miracles. There's incredible teaching. There's mm -hmm. growth. There's power. But this is what I also love about the Bible. There's also imperfection and quarrels and fights and failed messages and sin. So it really represents what the church can and should look like. But yeah. Emily, just to kick it back to yeah. you, thinking about our love for the church, when did you first realize that you loved the church? Well, I fell in love with the church when I first heard about Jesus. I think I connect those two big time. I grew up in a church where a personal relationship with Jesus wasn't taught very clearly. So when I got invited to youth group in high school, which incidentally was run by your brother and sister-in-law, now my brother and sister-in-law, I can hardly stand it. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Uh, talk about your heart beating faster. I was like in awe of the environment, the music that was led by students, like my peers. And then your brother spoke that message about Jesus that felt like it had come alive, not just in my mind, like understanding, whoa, Jesus was a real person, a real human, but also in my heart. I'd never experienced anything like that and just left me hungry for more. And I've never left the church since. And I really, really believe this, that on that day, the first day I ever showed up to youth group when I was 15, that became the catalyst of what I do today in the church, which is crazy. I didn't know it at the time, obviously, but it absolutely laid the ground for, groundwork for what God is doing. Yeah, that's true. You were like a singer. You'd perform at like county fairs <laughs> on public television. <laughs> St. Paul Saints games, right? 
And you showed up. At that point, I was just a singer. <laughs> and you were a Catholic girl who grew up like, I know you could sing in church. And like, this is crazy. No and aspirations whatsoever. Yeah, no, you had no context for it. No. And then you saw this rock band with these singers and keyboard players and electric yeah. guitar players. That Al looked like me. They Al Lindorf and Kai and who Tessa. Else? Tessa. Tessa was Charlie. Charlie was playing. Bo, who Bo, Bo Jeffrey, <clears throat> now him and I play music yeah. together on stage at church my heart is so so full charlie's when, a really good Bo musician he's totally stuffed that away i know does he do he's a he really can? good singer and musician he just doesn't do anything musically charlie is one of our <laughs> best friends and i will never forget he was the bass player in the worship band and yeah. i will never forget when we went to one of his con concerts with his own band the unmundane the unmundane <laughs> and he was the lead singer yeah and i remember like wait Right? And he can really sing. He can really sing. Yeah. I was shocked. Right. And probably tried to get him to sing in the band <laughs> at church. Whatever. Anyways, we got How about you? <laughs> Let's keep going. What well, I, I do remember um, sixth grade going to a summer youth camp and kind of seeing what church experiences could be like and went back home to that same church, Calvary Community Church in Longview, Washington, and mm -hmm. just really fell in love with how the church was really striving to reach people and grow. I had some great pastors growing up too, mm. um, in Sunday school, the Lutheran church, you know, this really old guy volunteer named Dale would always kind of mm. take me under his wing and, mm. and, you know, it, it, so I had really good experience with the church, but sixth yeah. grade is the first time I remember high school, college. I really continued to fall in love with the church. There was always something part of my story and, and we don't have time to get into it, but part of my story is actually how God had continued from as young as, I mean, 10 years old yeah. to be really involved with the church and church leadership ministry roles. And so mm -hmm. as I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, that yeah. was one of the things that kept coming back. Like yeah. God had interwoven the church into my story. Mm -hmm. um, but after college, um, I read the book Unstoppable Force by Erwin McManus. Yeah. And Erwin said this, the church does not exist for us. We are the church and we exist for the world. Mm -hmm. And that just gave me That's a different right. vision of what the church could be. Yeah. Times it felt really internal and yep. inner focused. Mm -hmm. And now he's saying, no, actually the church exists for the world. And he also said this, churches all over the country have decided they love their tradition more than they love their kids. Ooh, come on. And I was like, that breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, you can feel that passion inside of you. I don't want the next generation to not love the church as much as I love the church. And so I, I just, yeah, there's been many moments over the years where the church has called me back yeah. to the love that I have for it. Yeah, I'm with you there. You know, even we're in danger of that every day, Our both us as leaders in the church, but also just our church in general. I think we are currently surrounded by young people at our church who are rising up to take their place as the song lyric goes as the next generation of talent and ideas and stories and new but effective ways of reaching people and if we're not careful even we could push them away in the name of tradition and being comfortable and i don't want to do that That's true but they dress so weird i know but <laughs> I'm just what was it for us when we were kids? i'm 38 and i already feel like what are you wearing what is happening with that some of these could be my kids at this point well, that, that, that I mean, if we're not technically, careful, if we're not careful, we will care more about how they dress than the ideas exactly. that they bring us. We've got some and light. We never do that. We've got some production staff that are like 20 17. years younger. 17. I know. Younger. It's unbelievable. He could be my kid. I know. And he, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, 
he is the sweetest human on the planet. Bought a pair of jeans because his boss was like, you have to at least have a pair of jeans. Do you think he up. listens to podcasts? I think he listens to this one. <laughs> I think he's got notifications <laughs> on. Should we tell him? Yeah, we should. Maybe but we you're should. right. You're absolutely right. I mean, in the name of being comfortable, we are in danger. Even mm -hmm. us, who we aren't mm -hmm. that old, in danger of caring more about how it matters for us than it matters for the next generation. Right. So, um, you know, I know you said something funny earlier, like, hey, this one might be longer because we, you know, <laughs> that we really care about this. But I just said right away, no, we love short. So I'm just going to ask you this. You love keep it short. Tight, keep it tight. Nobody listening is uncomfortable Give us right a now. few other reasons in a short amount of time <laughs> why else you love the church. I hope people, and then we'll bring it to a close. I hope people know how playful this actually is. Is it since I met you? <laughs> Just go what? <laughs> since I met you, you've cared more about time than no. I'm no, just that's kidding. not true. All right, here we go. Reasons I love the church. I would say community. I love showing up at church, knowing I'm going to see people I either A, only see at church, right? We call that the church community, or B, my best friends that I'm going to see at church that will sit together and worship side by side uh, with each other, which just happened last week with Andrew and Kira. We got to all sit together, and I love that so, so much. Warms my heart. Worship. Uh, which if you're not familiar with the church lingo, worship in the church can describe the music portion of the service. That's actually my role in the church, a worship leader. Um, and this is a time where we sing about who God is. And uh, it's uniquely a time where we can outwardly express our gratitude to him. Worship is personal connection. Certainly I sing to God. I feel the presence of the Lord, but also this collective connection with the people around you. And I think worship has the power to break down hardened hearts. It's done that to me over and over and over again, or bring those far from God a little bit closer to him because music is so universal. It moves us really to action, moves us towards God. I love teaching the teaching and learning aspect of church. I'm a huge fan of my Bible. I've said that already in previous episodes. I love the learning part of the service. The message by the teacher helps me learn more about who I am, who Jesus is, how I find myself in the story of Jesus. And there's so much to learn. And if I could challenge those listening that show up to church, may we as Christians always stay curious never feel like we've got it figured out, show up to church humbly with the mentality that I too need to grow. Not the person who doesn't know Jesus, but me too, and look more like Jesus. How can that happen? And then of course the church, we've been saying it all along. The church has the power to make a real difference. And I love that about churches. We have the unique ability to provide resources to communities around us with no strings attached. We don't want anything back from you. We encourage people within our church to give so that we can give. And I'm really grateful to be a part of a church that gives and gives and gives. Local mission groups, international mission groups, making a difference is why you and I personally tithe. Mm -hmm. We've even grown in our faith and walk with the Lord because of our faith to give more and more, knowing that it's how God's called us. Yeah. Preach. We love seeing our, our, our money go. That was great. That was worth the time. You want to know? <laughs> You want to know what else I love about the church? Tell me. I love trying to build the church with you. Mm. You do. You have all the gifts. And it's so easy for you. You have all the gifts. You're so gifted. I, I have to work really hard. You're gifted. I'm envious, but I love mm. building the church with you. That's sweet. You have, I have learned so much from you. It's crazy. Thank you. Watching you teach 
or lead a room of people, I'm not kidding you. It is one of the most exciting things for me to watch. Mm, thank and you. I just, I love it. Thank you. Your leadership and teaching is off the charts in my mind. Uh, if you were to say one thing to people about something they may not know about the church, what is it? Well, try to, oh, try to keep it. Try <laughs> yeah, to keep right. it. Tight. <laughs> right. uh, we had just, uh, yeah. People think church is weird. <laughs> they do totally. So people think church is weird, yeah. like really weird. And yeah. there's something yeah. about being weird that is just a part of what we do. It's weird. Yeah. Like how often you stand up and sing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, pray and do these kind of acts that feel otherworldly and, mm -hmm. and different. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, here's the other thing about it. If you're weirder than you need to be, people mm -hmm. aren't going to be interested. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of for the people who are part of church. We don't need to be <laughs> openly weird. Yeah, sure. We can try to break down those walls first. But then there is something about church that that is weird. And totally. so it's something to embrace. Yeah. Um, but I do have a couple other things. Okay. Do whatever it takes to reach unchurched people. Come on. As a church, you can do that a bunch of ways, but don't be all about yourselves. Be about those people mm -hmm. who don't have faith, who mm -hmm. are broken in life, mm -hmm. who don't like church for whatever mm -hmm. reason. But however that looks, keep them in your heart and mind as you're yeah. building the church. Great. And one more thing. Yep. Being a part of building a church is inviting significant spiritual attack. This is no mm -hmm. joke. So pray for your pastors. Mm -hmm. Pray for your leaders. Pray for your worship pastors. Pray for each other. I pray for our household every single day. Mm -hmm. I pray for our senior pastor almost every single day mm -hmm. um, because it is inviting, you know, significant spiritual attack yeah. to be building the church and we need those leaders to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, this was a great episode. Yes. Really, truly fantastic. Yes. Um, we hope you I enjoyed it. I think we should it. do church part two. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but to end with this question, <laughs> what are you oh, loving? No. What are you loving right now? Oh, great. I feel like we're about, I'm about to do a total 180. That's fine. Okay. That's what the point of the segment is. Okay. Okay. Uh, the thing that I'm loving right now is our patio table, two chairs and bench. Why? Because I have been scouring Facebook marketplace for a very specific size table with two chairs and get this a bench because we have a small area in our backyard and uh where, where we could fit a table but it had to be the perfect right thing and guess what i found it and it was only 40 dollars. and we've eaten outside twice well i've basically made us <laughs> and i wish you all could see the intensity with which emily's sure talking about this it. table i'm sure they staring can staring into it. my soul <laughs> we did have a table and chairs prior yes but that was but that was we we got rid of it so that we could put <laughs> they a seem there. relatively the same but they these are great no no it's a table of chairs same. a week ago i'm not talking about the hot tub what that one that we had was it was a, are you <laughs> insane it was a kids table it sat about 2 feet off the ground oh i wish did you think that that was a human adult sized table all right, oh ask me the question gosh. and let's finish up. <laughs> I, I can't even ask. I can't even look at you. Uh, just kidding. How about you? What are you loving this week? I love two specific apps I've been using a lot. The first is Lectio 365. Got it. Fantastic app. It goes through portion of scripture. Um, it's based out of some churches in the UK. And uh, it's about 10 minutes long, but I've been listening to it every single morning. Fantastic. Lectio 365. And the other one is the Churchill map. Mm. Um, it's Judah Smith and it's been around for a while, but they have fantastic 
devotionals, audible listening devotionals yeah. that are about five or six minutes that just get you some reflecting. We actually listen yeah. to them together yeah, sometimes in the morning. So I love both of those mm -hmm. apps. That's so awesome. anyways, hey, this was a great episode. That's hey, all we got. Hey, by the way, whenever you say apps, I can't help but think of like boneless <sighs> buffalo wings or lettuce right. wraps or Thanks for joining apps. us for this episode. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe so you know when we release the next episode. Drop it. Hit that link. <laughs> wow.